Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast, our first one after our Thanksgiving break. I am your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And today we've got a, an amazing guest, a fellow resident of the Garden State, continuing the Jersey Jitsu theme that we started with Jay. And I'm going to get right into him, immediately following a brief shout out to sponsors of the show, your friends and ours, No Judges Needed, your one-stop shop for all of your grappling apparel needs. I'm talking rash guards, fight shorts, geese, modeled by the incredibly beautiful Mr. Kevin Gallagher. Uh, These guys do a lot to help people out in the community. They've got an incredibly good list of fighters repping the brand. But you're looking at the prices on all this great swag and thinking, man, COVID's hitting me in the dick a little bit. I can't afford any of this. We're here to help. Use the promo code JJT at checkout to knock 20% off all purchases in perpetuity. Uh, get something for the inquisitive grappler in your life this holiday season. I know they will appreciate it. And thanks again to No Judges Needed for sponsoring us. We won't let you guys down. All right. Ad read over. Today, we welcome a fellow member of Studio 84, much like Mr. Jay Regalbuto, the last guest of the show. Uh Incredibly up-and-coming grappler. He's, he's just uh, recently competed in Brazil. Huge success there. Uh, massive win on the Fight to Win stage, their last show in Philadelphia. And all around, just a beautiful-looking guy. This guy's bone structure is immaculate. Like, some people are going to harvest him for genetic material someday. So please join us in welcoming to the show Mr. Steve Joachim. Steve Mr. Captain America, yeah, thank you so much right. for coming that's to right. coming to stop by, man. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Well, I, I just got to ask, uh, how's how's life treating you? You know, we're coming into the second wave, and uh, I know you got a gym full of killers. So how how have you yeah. guys been treating the treating the outbreak this holiday season? Uh, we do what we have to, but COVID's fake. So, <laughs> and that's it. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. That was a quick episode. <laughs> now, I, I, it's totally real, but at the same time, I, I'm doing jujitsu no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just got over COVID. This is like my second, my first week back. I was off for two weeks with it. It's, 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 it's not fake, but it ain't like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's bad. I could see if you were, if you're, um, you know, if you're, compromised or older or I, yeah. I, I, I get that and you know i guess everybody affects it differently but like i mean it didn't really it knocked me down hurt me pretty bad it was a weird kind of sickness but like i feel yeah. okay now i'm tired still but like i'm whatever i'm ready to go let's yeah. get the shit nikki, over with uh nikki rod got it well he said he thought he had it and he was still benching 400 pounds or something, <laughs> so. can't be that bad <laughs> Eating, oh wait, eating wait, wait! Freaking, only, uh, only four hundo, man. Like, man, yeah, it's he's, taking, he's, it's take, it's taking his pound of flesh for sure. Like, yeah, he's, he's, he, he's kind of soft. Like, those are like uh, those anchor arms from SpongeBob. That's what he's got. On. <laughs> oh boy, that's great. That's I had great. a feeling. I had a feeling with the 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 jerseyness of today's episodes, the 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 trash talk would flow pretty quickly. So. <laughs> But but you you get a lot of FaceTime with former guest of the show, uh, Mr. Nick Rodriguez. Uh, how's he been aside from potentially uh, getting COVID? You know how's how's he been? Uh, he's been great, man. He's still murdering me and everybody else in the rooms. He he's, he uh, 
he's training more than anybody else. Like he's gonna he's gonna make a dent this next ADCC for sure. Man, I, I it's I it definitely we're gonna see see a lot of uh, aggressive takedowns from Mister Nick Rodriguez, and yeah. uh, I got it. But based on like I actually got the chance last time I was visiting Studio eighty four to f- see his brother uh, Jay for the first time, and I got to say yeah. that kid is. If he keeps growing, it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a wash. That's gonna that's gonna be a problem. They move exactly the same. It's scary. Yeah, <laughs> like their their sweep singles, like the way they just like move their shoulders when they're like wrestling. But it's just the exact same thing, and it gives me PTSD to his brother dropping me on my head. <laughs> so that you I know, uh, I I enjoy I'm follow Nikki on uh, on Instagram as sure half the world does too, but like at least the grappling world does. But um, I always see videos. I mean, we were laughing with Jay about when we had him on last week. I always see videos of. Uh, uh, him and his brother like wrestling at the beach and it's it's just they look they do they look like little clones of each other he's like a yeah. skinnier you know not that much skinnier but like a yeah. little bit skinnier version of nikki and they do the same outside sweeps and it's the same like yep. pick him up into the center the single leg it's it's they're, they're like uh it's fun to watch the, the brothers go at it they they go at it pretty hard when they train with one another too right they're like yeah. like 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 typical brothers would be yeah, Nick kind of bullies him, to be honest. Yeah, he's his big brother. He can keep, yeah. He's going to keep doing that for a while until yeah. until he figures out he, can, he don't have to let him do that no more. <laughs> well, dude, uh, little Jay Rodriguez, he's been training with us for seven weeks consistently. He's so there's three brothers. Uh, uh, I think he has a sister. I don't know if there's no. Uh, no my, yeah. bad, my bad. It's it's just, yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. Sorry. Go ahead. But so he's been training seven weeks and black belts are coming into the gym and he's getting to their backs like yeah. good com- good competitors that i'm not going to name yeah like, right he's on their back like i blink and he's on their backs yeah you guys got so. some good studs up there man uh john combs just started training with you guys he's a he's a he's a good he's a good body to have in the room yeah. man he's he, a, just a tough guy tough guy he's a nerd yeah <laughs> he, he really is he is like I, a, I keep talking he's he keeps blowing me off eventually he, i'm gonna i'm gonna slog i'm gonna get him on the damn podcast but he's Dude. he's a total he, he's a, i mean I, really I got is. the chance to i got the chance to roll with mr combs last time i was in studio 84 and which is like when john combs says hey man you want to flow the, you're you're like the the fear you feel like when you're you're a know nothing schlub like me is is kind yeah. of intense. And the whole time he was just letting me work, and I felt like I was a, I was the ball of yarn that gets like like well fucked his, around with his by the cat. Flow, his flow is like most people's one hundred percent. Like oh, he just, I was he's, he's, he's a machine. I was going one hundred and twelve percent. Like I was I was pulling out shit that I didn't even know I had, and he was just like, oh, "Hey, do I have to breathe yet?" You know, he's like, he's got good jits. I've rolled with him a couple of times. Man. He like, doesn't like, get tired. Uh, he doesn't. I, I, he does. I've never seen him breathe heavy. No, it, it, he. I talk about that a lot. He's one of those guys that. Um, he's one of those guys that, like, when you roll with him, you know, there's like a steady, consistent pressure that you never really let off, and before mm-hmm. you know it, like you're exhausted. And he's still like like the little the little uh, turtle that doesn't quit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just goes and goes and goes. And when you're done, like when you've got like a minute left in the round, you're like, holy shit! Like, why am I so tired? He's just like sucked the life out of me. How am I yeah. not? How am I not able to give up with him? But he's super good. I Man, that guillotine is wicked. His guillotine nasty. is insane. Nasty, nasty, nasty. He just goes for it and goes for it and goes for it. 
Yeah, no, he he is a totally different style for me. So I go out to my matches just to submit somebody because I get right. tired. Right. So like, <laughs> like that's why that's why yeah. I want the submission. People are, are like, well, points matter. I'm like, yeah, that shit gets you tired, bro. You ever shot a double leg and lo- lost it? Like you're right. done for a little bit. I, I mean, just I sit think down. That, I think this this would be a good chance to shout out that uh, recently, <laughs> right. John. Uh, it was announced that he's going to be. Uh, having a match on the third coast grappling stage against a very game game opponent. Um, do you, do you think, hang on, I just had a total brain fart just cause I looked at him and I remembered all like how bad he made me feel about my jujitsu and my whole life. <laughs> just kind of, I just yeah. had like a flashback. I'm just like, Oh shit. Like this is the guy that just submitted me 18 times in 30 seconds. And I, I feel like this this picture could submit me as it's well. It's not a great picture of him, by the way. It's not that's not that's not the best look for him. He's yeah, a he's round, a handsome he guy. A little rough. He's, he's a he's a he's a goofy bastard, but he's a better looking goofy. <laughs> he's a better looking goofy bastard than that picture. Yeah. He's no Steve <laughs> J, but like you know, he's not and at funny. All. Not on at the all. other side of it, that is an incredibly flattering picture of Pedro Marino. Like right? he's, he's not that good looking of a dude. <laughs> that, that, nah, he's ugly as hell. I can't believe and like it, it, we've managed to insult both of these guys in yeah. very different ways. <laughs> we'll never see him again. They're super tiny too, so you ain't got to worry about yeah, them that much. Yeah, John's not, John's not going to see this, right? Nah, I hope no, not. Probably I, no I one's going to see this, kid. I don't want to break your heart. But like, <laughs> like, you know, like my mom's watching. That's about where it is. Okay. Shout out Mrs. Gallagher. You're the number one fan of the show. We love you. Hope you're doing well. Oh man. So, so yeah, it's obvious that you're training with some of the, the highest level guys and you've had a lot of incredible success, uh, very recently, but I would love for our listeners to be able to get a fuller view of how you came into jujitsu. So what was the, what was your pathway like? Like, how'd you, how'd you first start choking people for fun? Yeah. So, uh, I played football my whole life. Like, no shit. Just... Really? You played football? <laughs> yeah. The most jock looking motherfucker we've ever the, had on six, this show. Six three, two twenty from Jersey. You played football? No way. I don't believe I don't believe it. I don't believe it one bit. <laughs> no. It's it's either like it's football, but no. if like you live in Jersey, but you weigh like 180, you played the cross. It was yeah, either right. one exactly. of those two. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, two. I, I may have played a little lax back in the day too. Oh fucking course you did. Dude, anything that could get you a girl, I was trying to play that. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so now you are you do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the ultimate chick magnet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's... No, girls just think I'm gay now. Yeah. That's Can I try it. and that's... explain what I do? <laughs> like, right. oh, you like dudes. Oh, but, uh, boy. So, <laughs> I played football forever, and then uh, I, got a, I had a tumor that was malignant in my left leg. So I I got like radiation and everything on that. So I like was I got really fat for like a year. And my buddy Chris Lewis, who's a black belt under uh, Alex Quintella, which is a gym in PA, uh, dragged me to practice. And man, I haven't missed more than like three days in a row since. <laughs> Dang! How many years ago was this? Uh, coming up on three, clo- like around two and a half, a little bit, maybe a little bit more. Wow! Two and a half years. I- I really wish I could say the same. I wish I could. I could, I could say I've been that consistent, man. But that's that's really impressive. That so you yeah. it was first practice caught the bug. When did you start? Uh, when did you start training with Jack? Uh, about when I was a year and a half in. So we've been training right, with cool. each other for a little bit over a year, and I so sucked, dude. You're blue belt now, or are you? Um... 
You're a purple uh, he belt. Just, purple belt. Just, He's got your purple yeah, belt. Yeah, just gave me my purple belt after uh, I choked somebody in like 25 seconds of fight to win. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. That's cool, man. So, so um, like, Jay has an ability, and it's 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 odd. We talked about this on his last podcast. Like, he, he has this rare ability to take talent and push them to the next level of competing at a very accelerated rate. Like, it's – because, like, you know – I see talented athletes come into the gym all the time. It doesn't necessarily equate all the time into talented competitors, you know, to be able to understand the the complex format that is jujitsu. Like, I don't care how talented athletically you are, like to be able to go in and to, to take that and transfer it over against someone of equal, equal athleticism, you know, close to equal athleticism and size that knows you know, the nuances of jujitsu and have them be able to compete on that level is difficult to do. And Jay has a special, unique talent at doing that. What are some of the things you think make him so good at that? Uh, one, like everyone likes Jay. So you don't want to, I've never told Jay no. I think I've told him no, like twice. And I was wrong both those times. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so I, you always want to listen to the guy. And also he takes out a lot of the things that in jujitsu, that can kind of come back and bite you in competition. Like when we go for like someone's back and then you go for an arm bar off it, you're losing position. We really don't, we don't right. like doing stuff like that. We'll stay control the back and just try and break their face. And then if we don't, we, we, we get up and restart. Like he really just makes it so small. What we have to focus on are the things that all the high level competitors are doing right now. So that yeah, you know you it's yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry, kid. No, no. Yeah, he uh yeah, he he talked a lot about that when we had him on the show. Like, yeah, I'm just curious to talk to someone that was actually training with him to see how it how it you know translates into their brain. Because you know, it's someone that watches hours and hours of jujitsu every day, like it's my entire mm -hmm. life, you know, and I watch competitive jujitsu all the time. And I I also understand, you know the levels of jujitsu in a very dynamic way in the same way that Jay does, you know, Jay's been, Jay's been doing jujitsu longer than I have. And he has watched literally eons and eons of competitive jujitsu from yeah. a coaching standpoint, a commentating standpoint, you know, all, all kinds of different areas. And what we start to notice after you watch the, the, you know, after you, you know, watch the entirety of it and you kind of break down what's effective and what's not effective is like there's a very small window of techniques that really start to become effective at the absolute highest levels. Now, you know, you need to know all the little intricacies here and there just to kind of not get caught up in those traps and, and, and be able to mm -hmm. move on. That's the rule of thumb anymore. But like he has found a way to take guys like yourself and focus on those things that are proven to be effective at the highest levels consistently year in and year out and make it to where you guys are aware enough of the traps that can happen, the leg locks and the intricate mm. barren bolos and all the other, you know, yada, yada, yada stuff, but take your unique athleticism and focus on the things that are actually working and make them function for you guys. He's one of the best I've ever seen at it, you know? Yeah, he uh, a big thing he does is in training, we're put in bad positions the entire time. Like that's what we focus on more than anything. But in competition, we, we never settle for anything like me. I'm a guard puller and yeah. I, I will I will get to my guard no matter what, because I don't think any of the bums around here can really pass my guard. 
Right. Especially everyone's like in Puerto it. Rico. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Puerto Rico. Now all the good guys are in Puerto Rico. So you're like yeah. you're the new king of the castle. And again, shit. again, exactly. I got it. We were we were talking about this very briefly, but you got a, a smaller guy at Studio 84. He he was also on the fight to win card, and I don't know. He was looking at you like he's got your number. I I, I can't remember his name <laughs> off the top of my head, but I don't know. It's it's he, he looked like he could like he could take you to school yeah. a little bit. I, I don't I don't remember I don't remember his name either. We usually just call him Restaurant at the gym. <laughs> no, oh, uh, <laughs> no, my little brother Justin Pack, man. He's he's a tough kid. We all Justin, bully him, yeah. but man, he's he's talented. He's been training maybe a year longer than me. I don't know why he sucks still, but he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be something someday for sure. He's tougher than me by far. Oh, man. I think every every gym has that one guy who, for some reason, just gets a lot of flack. But like, is the maybe the younger dude? And yeah. then, but it, it like inevitably in five years or like in two days, they'll just be beating the shit out of you. Like yeah. nobody's business. I'm speaking from me. I don't think I don't yeah. know if the animal has been bred that could like take you down yet. So <laughs> probably, probably not. Nah. Probably you, not. Uh, when you so when you talk about. Obviously, I'm sure you've done your share of points matches and your share of, um, you know, some only matches. And I'm, I'm sure you have aspirations for ADCC and all the other things that are coming up. I mean, if you train at that gym, that's kind of the course. You guys are there to, to take on exactly the biggest events. Do you, when you, 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 you talk about being a guard puller by trade. Do you, do you focus at all on wrestling in those terms simply because, you know, like obviously, you know, when you're doing a submission only match, wrestling doesn't really matter if you want to go to guard like go ahead take me down the only reason i ask is because you mentioned the idea of uh not allowing anything you know what i mean not taking mm -hmm. not let not giving up on anything not giving giving away anything like that i call it being a bitch you know what i mean if you're gonna fuck <laughs> yeah. don't let nothing happen be a bitch you know, somebody pass yeah. your guard don't be a bitch don't let it pass your guard you know if you take down exactly. just be a bitch that's, that's it frustrate people yeah. i mean yeah, uh, we, right go ahead. yeah training tra training wise I, I wrestle all the time and it doesn't go well for me. Most of the time right. I seek out some of the, be the best wrestlers and we're in New Jersey, man. Like those guys yeah. are on yeah. a different level. So I'm, I'm usually getting tossed around the gym. I make sure to stand when there's a good wrestler in the room, unless they start like jawing at me, then I heel hook them. But other than that, <laughs> that's great. That's great, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, I just, I'm just curious about that because, you know, from a strategical point of view, Obviously, if you're a guard puller, you're a guard puller. But the, the question of being is, is you know, do you like to accept the takedown or is there something that you're going to fight for to, to not let happen simply because you're cool with going to your guard and all those other things? Or you, you just want to get on your butt and, and, and start playing that guard game? Yeah, um, I have a couple of takedowns I really like. Like if I get to those positions, I'm going to yeah. drop them on their head. But right. uh, ex accepting points, like especially uh, ADCC uh, now, I'm definitely going to get – if yeah. I get to my guard with using the rules, great. Yeah. But I'm down to wrestle with anybody too. Yeah. I'll That's probably a stupid I'll question. Like I don't know where I was fucking going with it, but <laughs> I, just, I, just, <laughs> I was making the connection between the not wanting to give things up. I was just curious about the wrestling question. Yeah, I don't really have a choice if I'm allowed to wrestle. Like, uh, especially when Nick's around, people people don't want to wrestle with him. So right. usually, I have to go at him for like three rounds in a row. You just feel a big people... hand come on your shoulder and go, "Hey, Steve." <laughs> yeah. No, I'll have a partner all, all set to go for the wrestling rounds. And he'll, he'll come. He came up to me. This was like a week ago. He's like, we're going to have to go again. I'm like, I'm literally like, why? Like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's guys going to ADCC right over there. I said, they, to they told me no. 
<laughs> yeah, so you're just I, not. I, uh, that's funny. He's just like we, like he's like dragging a club behind him or something like that. <laughs> no one wants to wrestle with me. <laughs> well, no, a lot, a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I'm fine with getting beat up in practice. It's probably one of my favorite things to do. So I'll, I'll take a round with someone anytime. I don't really. My rule is I, I don't say no to any round. Like, uh, that's a big thing Jay says. Like, listen, you're not allowed to sit out rounds if you want to win these things. And you got to never say no. Yeah, it's kind of an that's ego true. That's true. When, yeah, when, yeah, I went talking to Jay. And, and again, it's it's interesting because I love Jay, too. I've, I've had I've hung out with Jay a couple of times. I've met him down here in Tampa. I've had him on a couple of my, my other podcasts two or three times. We had him on the Jiu-Jitsu. He's one of my favorite guys in Jiu-Jitsu. I just love talking to him. Like, and just like you said, like, he's one of those guys, like, I don't think anyone's just ever a had a dude. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever said a bad word about Jay. And when you when you couple that with the knowledge that he has and the respect that he has from his athletes, like it's easy to see why he's as effective as he is because people not only respect his word but they like him and they want to they want to be inspired by him because like it's fucking Jay, man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All that tough that guy says. Time. Yeah, that, that that toughness is big time. He instills that in people. I and mean, part of it's because he's got tough guys in the room, but he's got guys in there that listen to him and pay attention and respect him. That's that's the golden triangle, man. I, I think Yeah, man, he's also, always thinking. Yeah. He's a very cerebral sounding guy, especially having talked to him uh, for as long as we did. And by the end of that episode, I got the feeling that we could keep this going for another hour or two and get a lot of good info out of him. But a big thing that I, I would love to get your opinion on is his stance on ignoring certain things. Like you brought it up earlier that he he skips yeah. certain things that will trip you up later in competition, like going mm -hmm. for the arm bar from the back. But there's also a lot of aspects that he thinks are, are unimportant for the people that are going for that high level competition. Like how often are you going to see these jokes or these like about like th this type of sweep? And yeah. so he goes straight to the the nuggets. As as one of the students, is there any part of you that feels like you missed out on some of that early jujitsu, like that juvenile jujitsu like level, and the fact that you just got straight mainlined into like the competitive competition scene? Like, is that does that make sense? Kind of what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that other shit's fake, man. <laughs> that's a good answer man <laughs> like uh i i started with i i did have like a year and a half of normal jujitsu training like I, I trained in the gi more than anything my first year and a half and then i came to jay i've been working with him for a year i was a blue belt with a okay kimura back then now i'm tapping out black belts every day at practice so whatever he's saying is working for me I think that's like a lot of people are kind of waking up to that too. Like the way we, we teach jujitsu is starting to to change a lot to reflect what works, you know? And yeah. I, I just think that it's really cool to see that happening here. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with learning that stuff. Like if you, maybe somebody you'll get so good at that one move, it'll become something you can just hit on anybody, but I haven't seen it too often. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely, no matter what, no matter what people want to say, like, you know, when you see things that are effective at the highest level, yeah, of course, guys do, 
you know, Gary, Gary Tonin's a classic example of that. Like he's doing things that, that other dudes just aren't even thinking about, you know, he's, a, he's like a wizard out there, but like, yeah, he is, he is what you call the exception, not the rule. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the classic example is somebody like Marcelo Garcia, you the people talk about Marcelo Garcia. When you talk about that same scenario, Marcelo Garcia always talks about how he never used to lift. He never did anything. And he, you know, dedicated all his time to being on the mats. Well, that's good for Marcelo Garcia, but the reality of it is, is I don't think that that's something that, you know, most people that want to be competitive at the next level, particularly now in modern jiu-jitsu, you, you, you can't just be good at jiu-jitsu. You have to be a next yeah. level athlete. You have to be strong, explosive, and all the other things that require yeah. working out. So, you know, when you talk about, you know, what's functioning and what works, like there's a small list of, of techniques that like you see at these highest levels that are actually working and functioning and making it appropriate, you know, that are making, uh, making it worthwhile and, 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 and working at the highest levels in Jay. He, he's told me straight out. He's told me before, like, that's what I teach. I teach, you know, uh, my guys, they don't, they don't, they don't start from their knees. They're hardly ever on their knees. They're always standing up. They're always knee slice passing through, you know, they're working for takedowns yeah. They're working to take the back or, you know, when they're on their, when they're on the back, they're not looking for sweeps, looking for leg locks because sweeps just don't work anymore. <laughs> it's, it's Bro, just, sweeps <laughs> don't work anymore. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mess with it. Yeah. You look at, you know, and it's the facts, the facts are facts, particularly when you're talking about, the point structure that he's talking about, everything he's talking about is ADCC. When you watch the ADCC, you can look at the stats. You know, it's 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 right out there for you. Look at the number of sweeps that have actually been finished in an ADCC. I guarantee you, it's the the percentages are super super low because you have to pin somebody to the ground, hold them there for three seconds during a huge scramble, and it's next to impossible to do that against a fully resisting opponent. It's just not going to happen. So why waste time on things like that that aren't going to function for you at the highest levels if you want to be a competitor? Yeah. In training, it's different, man, because you'll hit a sweep like 90% of the way and the person will be like, oh, I'll play my guard now. You go with somebody that ADCC level, they'll, they'll just say, nah, I'm all right. And they'll start standing up and resetting. Yeah, that's the truth. That's that, and that's and that's you know, and that's where you kind of get in. And that's where when we when we had Jay on last time, he said, you know, like I tell my guys, hey, if you want to go take you know, another, another class here and you train in those levels and they teach those things. You want to take a, an AM class or an intro class, or, you know, you want to work on other aspects of your game. Go ahead. That's fine. But when you come to the competition class and we're gearing towards competitive jujitsu, we're not going to waste time on that because it's not what's effective right now in the highest levels. Yeah. Totally. Uh, one agree. thing, one thing that I loved was that he was just like, do you know how many submissions you kill just by standing up? And like, like he got annoyed that you know, like so often people make jujitsu more complicated. And he's just like, like just stand out of there. Like no, nothing's keeping you there. You're you're there for no reason. And I thought it was yeah. it was it spoke to a guy who's very pragmatic. And you kind of want one of those guys uh, as your coach. Um, and we're gonna definitely talk more about that uh, as the, the podcast goes on. But there's uh, a name came up just now that. Uh, you have a bit of a, a unique relationship with Gary Tonin, one of the legends of the sport, uh, one of the the champions of the modern age of jujitsu, innovator, uh, much beloved figure in the the culture, and for uh, according to a lot of people, a very nice guy. And Steve, you've met Gary, so I would love to hear about y your guys' relationship. He he, man, he, I let me start by saying. Gary's my favorite grappler of all time. And he was 
from the beginning, I watched his match with Husamar Palhares, and I was like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want to be like that guy. But now I've, I've met him. I've trained with him. I've been in the same room with him multiple times. And he just refuses to talk to me. He just refuses. He probably won't fix it, but maybe we'll fix it today. We'll, we'll, we'll run this clip. Yeah, Why no. won't Gary talk to me? <laughs> yeah, no, but I, you, you, you talked about the first moment you met him and you said it was, it was yeah. bad from the, it was like bad news from the start. So like, yeah, he, he just wouldn't talk to you. <laughs> yeah. So the, the biggest thing that like hurt my feelings, like I, I, I was, he's my hero. So it really did. It hurt. It hurt a lot. We were at this uh, tournament, uh, Sogi uh, Invitational, and it was uh, Jay, Jay, me, uh, Justin packed the rest round, and then my leg lock, co- my leg lock coach Luke Nasir were all on the wall. And uh, Gary's known Jay and Luke for a very long time, so obviously he came up to say hi to them. Justin's a loser. Gary says hi to him, and then I'm sitting in the corner, <laughs> and I look up. And I'm like, I go, he shakes all their hands. He shakes all their hands. And then I, I, I look up and I go, Hey Gary, I know he knows my face at least. And he goes, sup. I'm like, Oh, like crush me. I'm still hurt by it. I might tear up. And the the worst part is I'm friends with all his students too. So it just makes no sense to me at this point. I'll tell you that like, um, you know, as someone that, that has met Gary before, like a couple of times, he's definitely a very uh, minimalistic person in those regards. You know what I mean? I don't know mm-hmm. if it's because he's shy. I don't know if it's because he doesn't really like maybe, you know, he's, he's he's focused on other things or whatever. But I've met him and I've seen other people that have met him and he's very like, oh, yeah, hey, very quickly in passing kind of mm-hmm. on, yeah. on the way out. But here's a here's a note to people that are of the world that are you know they're known commodities like your words hurt, so like <laughs> that that two seconds that you could put your arm around someone and say hey man you're all cool yeah nice to meet you thank you very much cool you're a good kid blah 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 like that that could make the difference to to poor Steve's life and he he won't he won't, he won't have this, <laughs> this whole is, dated memory of you. if you hey guys if you see Dude. Steve on the street. Be nice to him because every day he's got to wrestle with the fact that Gary doesn't like him and that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you, have Dude, you ever, you know like, what, have you, uh, yeah, yeah. I made, I made him laugh at Henzo's. So there you uh, go. maybe it's getting better. See that. I, 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 I would take once. that. I would take that like to, to the next level. Cause like I said, he's like, if, if you act and it's someone again, it's a black belt. You know what I mean? I've been at the gym and like, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm not trying to equate myself to Gary Tone in any way, shape or form, but like at the gym, like there a lot that like, I compete a lot. Like the guys there love me. You know what I mean? Like I have this kind of aura mm-hmm. around me and I will tell you that like a lot of times, like everybody wants to say, Hey to me, everybody wants, you know, and that's sometimes yeah. like I got shit going on. I'm busy. So I'll kind of like acknowledge. And sometimes I just don't really give a shit to tell you the truth, but if I have at least acknowledged you with my eyesight and given you a thumbs up or a smile, take that, <laughs> like take that far. Yeah. <laughs> that, that means that like, yeah. you're human to me. So I, I, I've looked in your direction. So, you know, and again, if you're talking to someone like Gary, who's you know obviously focused on his MMA career and, 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 and all the yeah. other amazing things he's doing, like, I think that went a lot farther than you might've, uh, might've minutes. I cried. I cried that day. <laughs> <laughs> it, was in the, it was in the middle of practice. I went to the bathroom and teared up. Yeah. <laughs> 
Steve, we're gonna edit that out just for you. I don't want. I don't want. No, no, no. People love a man with emotional depth. All right, twenty twenty. <laughs> damn it. I got. I gotta ask though, just with how close the whole like squad is, like with the with the like the DDS guys, the Northeastern Henzo guys as a whole. Are are a is everyone like kind of aware of this weird thing that Gary just doesn't like you? And B like. Does Nikki Rod ever try and like help? Like, hey, Gary, Steve, Steve made you this like finger painting. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you uh, made him like a Valentine. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, so I think I think we gotta we gotta move on. But Steve, uh, I'm gonna give you a few a few moments here. Imagine you're talking to Gary, you know, like, yeah. like reach out to him. What do you, what do you want to say to him? Just be my friend, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've been his, fa- I've been his fan for years. He's never been mean to me. I, I just, would, I would like, like a hug. <laughs> just a minute, just a minute. Just be like, hey man, sick heel hook, Steve. Good job. I, hey man, I saw your fight to win. Nice match, kid. See, that's it. Then they move on. Even if you didn't see this shit, just fucking say it. Yeah, they get the fuck out, bro. Yeah. No, everyone, everyone's telling me, like, good job. What was that arm bar? Gary's sitting in the corner being like, that was a shitty fucking arm bar. I know he was. <laughs> Gary, but I you could just. You. One thing I will agree with you is Gary is probably the most exciting grappler on the planet. 100%. He's, 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 yeah, he's. There's no one I enjoy watching compete more than, than Gary freaking Tanner, and he's amazing. Gary, if you could like, if you could like one post on Steve's Instagram, just to let him know, like, <laughs> no hard feelings. I mean, um, <laughs> Gary, I did have cancer, bro. Come on, this is my. Uh, that's my make a wish wish. That's rough. That's rough. That's rough. Pulling out the cancer card. Hundred well, percent. Now Gary Tonin, yes. Holy shit. <laughs> I think I think that is a really good uh, sort of dovetail to maybe talk about one of the bigger issues or one of the biggest events in in grappling right now, which is the the mass exodus of the, like the whole DDS squad. You know, John Donaher, uh, Gordon Ryan, Ethan Crellenston, uh, Nikki Ryan. They're all uh, moving to Puerto Rico, starting a new gym, like new big compound. And I think for us, like here in the Northeast, it's really jarring just because there's such a big part of the culture up here. But you're a guy who actually takes some time to go up to New York every now and again, train with them fairly consistently. How how is this feeling for you? You know that everyone's moving on. Uh, I'm pretty bummed out. Uh, I'm friends with a handful of those guys, so it's less friends around uh they're the highest level guys in the world the best are you really you friends with Mendo steve or did they, no, yeah sorry. like i didn't mean, I didn't mean to bring <laughs> it back are you really friends <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry like I'm not, that was on me continue continue with your story i didn't mean to bring it back up again <laughs> uh all right nikki rod's like a good acquaintance of mine that's about it <laughs> we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a message from guy that's just like hey i don't know what you you did steve but he's he cries like 20 20 minutes every day now. he quit right? jujitsu guys seriously what's going on here he's doing my like keto him. now like what the hell did you guys do fix him and then i gotta go fix him. <laughs> no those 
These guys, they're 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 so much better than every. I trained with a lot of high level guys, and they're just so much better than everybody. Like tech, every aspect of it. Like I rolled with uh, Craig Jones the other day, and he, everyone knows him like this guard guy, dude. He everywhere. He's just a threat. Like these guys are getting better every single day because they work with John. They work with each other in that room, and just a few a few weeks to maybe like two months of going there consistently, I, I got a lot better. We're going to, me and a rest round are going to fly down there and we're going to go to Puerto Rico every month or so as soon as quarantine kind of calms down. Oh, man. It's, it's, it's got to be kind of exciting, though. You know, it feels like a big a big change. But I, I feel like the biggest hit to the to up here is probably Donaher. You know, just losing that that ready resource. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so that it's – it's but but – do you think that this exodus will allow like new faces to kind of crop up in and around like New York, you know, like now that there's a big vacancy? Yeah, probably just me. Just you. Okay, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I met this was this was me saying like do you, is this the time for Steve J to take over the tri-state area? Like, yeah, probably, right? Yeah. I mean, I I talk better than everybody else. I look better, man. This is my time. My jiu-jitsu's all right, but I'm handsome, so it makes up for it. <laughs> Do, do you know anything about uh, – I mean, I'm sure they're going to be fine. I'm sure they have tons of talent that have been involved with John Danaher's system at, in the Blue Basin for a long time to take over up there. But do you know anything about uh, you know, who's taking over, who's going to be some of the new coaches, who's going to be some of the new guys running the show up there for while, when John's gone? Uh, no, I'm not really sure who's going to be running stuff. But, man, there's so many people that like the jiu-jitsu world doesn't know that are just savages that go to yeah. that school. And they're yeah. not there. They literally have been studying from John for years. There's this one guy, uh, Brian Glick, dude. He literally knows John's stuff inside now. He could teach it easily. Like it's it's not as much of a technical uh thing as it is. John's just such a big name. It, it got a lot of big guys to want to come in to train there. But they they have John's number. What's the worst yeah. that's gonna happen? They ask him a question. Yeah. Like, it's all good. I always think about just, you know, when you think about guys that have really, you know, revolutionized the jiu-jitsu world and, and, and changed the game, it's very rare that you see someone that really has that much of an impact that quickly. And like mm -hmm. John Danaher, if for someone that I, I can't think of someone, you know, Eddie Bravo comes to name too, just in, in terms of his influence on the game, his ability to build the 10th planet system up and build up, you know, something that comes from that. But when you think about, a non-Brazilian name in the modern world and someone that has had that much of a stamp and put out that many incredible freaking combative freaking athletes, yeah. you know, Gordon Ryan, Eddie Cummings, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Nicky Rodriguez, you know, it's, it's amazing. I don't think there's anyone but John Danaher that even comes to mind, you know? Yeah, dude, like, he, he's, he's the man. He's great at making people just monsters. Yeah, he just he's I, I I trained with him once or twice. I've met him once or twice. I never I mean I never really trained with him. I remember like I was <laughs> funny enough. I was actually at the blue basement rolling with, with Gary uh one time, Gary Tony one time Lu and lucky. I, like 
Like, yeah, right. Exactly. We talked, we tweeted, we, we, you know, we, we chatted a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And afterwards, like Gary gave Kevin his personal, yeah. like business yeah. card and said like, you need anything, man. I'm there. Like I'll get a tested to see if I can a, donate organs to you, you know, a, like a, like a, a real- balloon and a stuffed animal, like for the, for the ride home. <laughs> and, then, and then they just talk shit about how much they hate Steve together. <laughs> but the, the yeah. point is, is that, the the one of the coolest moments in my jujitsu career. I always I always think back of this. Like I I I almost caught like I had a, a cool guillotine on Gary and like John Danaher literally said, "Nice job, Kevin." And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> like John Danaher just fucked my name. <laughs> like gave me gave me a compliment on on a on a cool transition into a front headlock position. I just thought it was super cool. But he's super cool, man. Like is in his mind, his ability to break things down. And I think more than anything, it's just his ability. Like he's just such an intelligent person. He has such an understanding and someone that's you know a genius. The guy's a philosophy fucking philosophy you know i think he's got Dude. a doctor a philosopher masters or doctor from 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 columbia university he's got some fancy piece of paper like yeah, i don't but, know which one it is to dedicate someone that intelligent to dedicate their entire life to something as involved as jujitsu is you know it's it's pretty impressive and you guys are very lucky to have that hey steve kind of out there question but did you did you go to college yeah he, he's a genius man Steve, are you there? Are you there? Uh, or are yeah, you breaking uh, up a little bit? Like maybe 20, 30 credits away. Hey, Steve, right. could you, um, could you, uh, are, are you, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I think you froze. Yeah, I might have froze. I'm just going to. You Jersey boys and your shitty internet connections. I mean, like, it's like we all, yeah, have, we have one modem. We have one modem we all share. <laughs> yeah, right. Something both about. Of us, both of us being on at the same time is slowing the internet down for the whole state. <laughs> yeah, right. No, nobody, nobody can watch the Jersey Shore reruns or the, exactly. fire, the Soprano. The Sopranos is kicking everybody off hey, the right fucking now. Giants game. Hey, Fuck the fucking you. Giants game. You guys get off your stupid fucking podcast. <laughs> no one gives a shit. <laughs> all right hey steve you still there yeah is that any better that's a little bit yeah i think that's a little better we, we could be uh we can work with that yeah we'll, we'll work with that for the end here um fuck was i said yeah i was wondering you so you're in, are you in college right now uh i just got done the police academy a few months ago so oh uh, shit you're gonna be man. Cop. <laughs> <Dope>, man <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> all right well i mean like like Weed's legal now, so you know you. <laughs> <laughs> you you would definitely look good in the uniform, kid. You think you think you're getting uh, you, what do you think you're getting gay for pay hits <laughs> <laughs> on your Instagram page now? Wait till you start wearing that cop uniform around. Oh my god, <laughs> you'll be you'll be on somebody's poster. <laughs> you're gonna look like like no offense, like all due respect in the world because you could beat the shit out of me and you're a nice guy, but you'll straight up. I like. I'm always gonna think: Is this guy a cop or is he like a a bachelorette party stripper that he's on his way to a gig? <laughs> yeah. I'm good with both, man. I mean, pays probably pretty good either way. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. What what's it like? You know, fin- like what's it like going for an active career while you're you're competing at such a high level? Hey, everybody. Uh, sorry about that. Some te- technical difficulties on Stevie J's and uh, forced us to cut 
this episode a little bit short. Uh, you know, as you know, me and him are the only guys in Jersey with internet. So both of us being on at the same time slowed everything down for everybody. We got a call from Governor Murphy to stop. <laughs> People in the South Shore need to watch The Sopranos. <laughs> oh boy, let's just let's just. I think this is a really good, accurate way to end our Jersey streak of guests for a little bit. But uh, yeah, um, like you can catch. Uh, Steve and a few other members of Studio 84 uh, at American Nationals, this upcoming American Nationals uh, happening soon. It'll be a, a barn burner with a bunch of good talent. But yeah, no, this is a, another great, great welcome back episode from our, uh, our little hiatus to allow Mr. Kevin Gallagher to rest up from COVID. And uh, for our viewers, how are you? How are you feeling right now? I feel good, man. Like, um, Yesterday was the first day I went back to training, teaching private lessons, you know, uh, I'm weak. I'm not going to lie. You know, COVID was not that cool. Like I'm not saying, you know, I, luckily I'm in pretty good shape, but I'm a little bit older. I'm 43 years old. So like I, it kind of didn't really, wasn't too nice to me. I never lost my sense of smell. I never lost my sense of taste. Um, I got pretty run down. I had a fever for a few days. And then like for the rest of the, the remaining like week and a half, I just felt just gross like it's weird it's an odd sickness uh i wasn't really like what you would typically consider to be sick from like a flu but i had ridiculously creepy body aches and i got vertigo a few times and dizzy standing up and just all i wanted to do was sleep and you know I, my i was very um nauseous a lot but you know it's getting better i feel okay now i'm obviously cleared to to go back to training so i started training again um, you know, the tiredness comes from out of nowhere, like just doing this podcast, all of a sudden I just felt like, like just a wave of exhaustion roll over me, but I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm training again. I'm keeping going. I think I might do the, uh, fight to win December 12th. So we'll see how, uh, how that works out. So. All right. Well, I definitely can't miss that card. For sure. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's a really good episode in the bag, uh, to ever, and you know, a great note to end on is, you know, take this disease seriously, everybody. Yeah. You know, it can take the if it can take down Kev G for a little bit. You know, you you are at risk. I will listening. tell everyone right now, right out the gate before we cut it, Kev is like, you know, yes, are you going to die from this? Maybe not, but I tell you what, you possibly could. This was a very odd, odd disease that I had. It was a very odd, odd virus. I'm I'm still not cool with the fact that it's still lingering. It concerns me a little bit, and I definitely. Do not wish it on anyway. So please don't go the route of just saying we're all going to get sick anyway. Let's just run its course because, like, you know, it almost killed Hodger Gracie. And, you know, if you can kill Hodger Gracie, that's pretty bad. I think, you know, a good rule of thumb is that you're almost never as tough as you think you are when it comes yeah. to, you know, when it comes to a disease. When it comes so to many things sickness. are unknown about this. It does so yeah. many different things with so many different people. So many, everybody has different varying uh, degrees of, uh, of, of, uh, of what's the word? Uh, susceptibility. You know, so, you know, yeah, vulnerability. Vulnerabilities. Yeah, it's 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 bad. I don't I don't really like it. I'm not really happy about it. So protect yourself, guys. Be careful. Yeah, you know, uh, absolutely, 100. percent And uh, I think that's a really good note to end on. Is we're possibly entering the second wave. You know, a lot of people. Thanksgiving was was tamped down, but it, it, there was some spreading of the disease because people are traveling across the country. So uh, the best thing you can do is monitor your health, look for resources, and uh, yeah, you know, just uh, keep your head on a swivel, gang. You know, we're we're trying to make it through this, but 
That is the end of this episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast. I've been your host, Kevin Bradley, joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. Stay safe, stay healthy, and protect your necks. And uh, happy holidays, everyone. You know, December, Christmas, we're almost through 2020. Almost. We can, uh, we're almost through. Uh, uh, almost. <laughs> oh, God. Well, one this, more month of self-destruct. It's, it's the 12th. This damn December better go fast. <laughs> we're going the distance, everybody. It's the 12th round. We just got to hang in there, man. It's got to get it gets gotta get better in 2001. It just can't get any worse. <laughs> hey, I'm going to knock on wood because I hate saying that, but I got to believe that. All right. Well, again, uh, Be careful. Uh, We love you. And good night, everyone.